Hey friends, welcome back to the podcast. And I tell you that we have practical conversations and we have crucial conversations. And I believe today is both of those. Today, we're going to talk about unemployment. I bet you know someone who's unemployed. You may be married to someone who's unemployed right now. You may be unemployed right now. And I have never heard of someone who's writing and even speaking into that niche. So I have a guy named Dale Kreinkamp on the podcast today, and he talks about his experience losing a job twice. He was successful, he was in the corporate world, and he lost his job not once, but twice. And in that time, he got an empathy for other people who were feeling the exact same thing. He looked for a book out there somewhere to lead him through the process, maybe even a devotional. He couldn't find it. So he ended up years later writing that for other people. I think this is a a crucial area right now that we need to be aware of. And I'll be honest, I have not had a, a really good perspective on this until I had this conversation with Dale. It's hard to know what to do. It's hard to know what to say. And it's a little bit like when someone's grieving a death. A lot of people maybe bring it up at first and then just people stop bringing it up. But you think about the depression that can come along with this, the loss of confidence, even the loss of purpose and vocational purpose. It's so important to our lives can really just kind of slip through your fingers in this season. And so I personally had a couple of names kind of come back on my radar and I wish I could rewind time and be better at caring for people who are going through unemployment. This is a huge deal right now. Staggering numbers about how many people are normally unemployed on a regular non-COVID, non-pandemic year. And then, oh yeah, throw in a pandemic. We all know someone who has either been furloughed, taken a serious pay cut, is thinking about jumping ship in their job, is vocationally discouraged right now, or who is out of work. So I believe this is one of those conversations that really matters right now. So we're going to have it here on the podcast. Again, I talked to Dale about the ins and outs, both of his unemployment seasons and of how to care for other people in the meantime. And he actually wrote a devotional specifically at this issue. This is a serious pain point right now. We need to be paying attention to it. If you are a caregiver of caregivers, if you are a minister in any kind, if you're a team leader, and frankly, if you have to do some of the hard work of actually laying someone off in this time, I do think that this texture uh, in this context is really helpful from this conversation. So I hope this conversation is helpful, is practical, and certainly I believe it's needed right now on how to care for those who are unemployed. Dale, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for stopping by. Thanks, Alan. It's good to be here. Unemployment. We need to talk about unemployment. This is one of those crucial conversations that we need to have, and rarely do I meet someone who is focused on this need. So take me back. When did you first get a heart for people who are unemployed? Alan, I think I've always had a care for people who are between jobs because of my background. My background was in corporate human resources. But in 2003, when I heard the words, your name is on the list, and I became one of those people who were unemployed, I learned more about that journey and wanted to figure out what's the best way that I can to help those that are going through that struggle. And then when it happened the second time, that's when I decided to write the book to help those that were unemployed. And uh, you shared just a crazy stat before we hit record. How many people on a normal year, a non-COVID 
non-pandemic year are currently between jobs? Oh, Alan, thanks for asking that one. That's a, an important one. So every year in this country, a non-COVID year, 21.7 million people lose a job that they didn't want to lose. So those are layoffs, discharges, job eliminations. That's the size of the state of Florida. So imagine every man, woman, and child in the state of Florida being unemployed. And then you compare that to some other things like the number of deaths in this country, which is 2.8, the number of divorces, which is about 900,000 people being diagnosed with cancer, about 1.7 million. It just dwarfs them. And so it's a significant event that's going on in someone's life, and it happens to a lot of people every year. And this is really a matter of care. And that's one reason to bring you on the podcast is that, first of all, we need to be aware that this is prevalent even in a non-COVID time. We all know someone who's between jobs and grieving that at the same time having to look for a job. But why don't you take us sort of into the heart of someone who's unemployed? What are three or four of the things that we should know that somebody who's unemployed or between jobs is feeling right now? Well, let me first of all say that people that are unemployed don't like to talk about being unemployed. And, and they don't necessarily reach out and let their community of friends even know that they are unemployed, much less their church. They would rather say, I found a new job. And that's when somebody finds out that they're out of work. It's kind of like when I was in high school, I got cut from the baseball team. That's not a message that I wanted to broadcast, and people often feel that way. And so they're, they're wounded right now if they've lost a job. And they're going through a series of emotions that many of them didn't expect to experience. It was something completely surprising for them. And so first off, one of the things they're dealing with is going to be a little bit of loneliness. When you've lost a job, you've lost the community of people that you used to work with. And most of us spend more time with the people that we work with than we did with our own family. So they're dealing with some loneliness of not having that community of people, those friendships, that camaraderie. They also experience loneliness of most people don't understand what it's like to be unemployed. So that's a really tough place for people to, um, to be. They're probably dealing with some type of anxiety, fear, and worry about the future. You see, our brains love certainty. And when we can't see the future, which happens when you're unemployed, you don't know when that next job is going to come. We start to get worried and anxious about it. And our brain starts to ask what I call the will questions, all these questions that we don't necessarily have answers for, like, will I ever find a new job? Will it pay as much as the last job? Will we have to move out of town? Um, those are all questions that are all about the future that we don't have the answer. So it's really hard for them to stay in the present. And they really struggle with that. I would imagine it's connected to a lot of depression, marital struggle, um, and probably even suicide at, at some level. And so not to go dark here, but we, we have crucial conversations. So Dale, what are some of the other things and symptoms that are going to go along with this that we should be aware of as, as friends or pastors or leaders? So first of all, I'm really glad you just mentioned the word spouse, because I think that is one that gets overlooked all the time. 
when someone is unemployed, their spouse and their family are on that journey with them. And every family is going to be a little bit different. But if you are married, your spouse is going through what you're going through. They just have a different seat on the bus. So if you have anger at your employer, your spouse might also be dealing with anger. Um, they too have anxiety, not knowing when is this journey going to end. And so often we forget the spouses. My wife would say at my home congregation, people would come up to her and say, how's Dale doing? How's the job search? She said, I could probably count on one hand the number of people that stopped and said, Deb, how are you doing? Oh, so we wow. need to be aware of the spouses that are on that journey. Yeah. Um, because the spouse has a tough job of being the person that's trying to keep everything else going and be your number one cheerleader. Because when your spouse encourages you and your spouse says, I'm proud of you, keep going, boy, that, that's wind in your sails. And if your spouse and you aren't on the same page, it can be really difficult. Mm. What are some other practical needs um, that, you know, ways we can care for the whole family uh, when someone is unemployed? I think one of the things that's really important to do is to be connected and to stay connected to the person who's unemployed and be proactive. In some ways, when you lose a job, it's a little bit like death. Um, everybody's around at the beginning and says, if you need anything, call me. The person who's lost their job is rarely going to want to reach out. They aren't going to be comfortable doing that. The person that continues to reach out to them and says, how are you doing? Let's get together. How can I help you? That's really proactive. That's going to mean everything to that person who's unemployed. Because that says you really do want to know. I always tell people that someone, if you ask them how you're doing, that unemployed person's going to say, I'm fine. When you say, no, I asked you how you're really doing, they'll still probably say, I'm fine. If you ask it a third time, they'll realize you really do want to know. And then they're probably going to tell you the good, the bad, and the other. And there, there is on this journey, good, bad, and other. So being connected and staying connected is important because this journey is a long time. Second thing that they really need is they need encouragement. They don't control anything. Uh, when you're unemployed, you can't make a job appear. You can't make someone interview you. You can't make them hire you. You influence them through the process, but you don't have any control over that. So encouragement from people through emails, phone calls, texts, take you out to lunch, uh, the words, I'm proud of you, keep it going. Those are really important for people who are unemployed. They need to hear that. Um, because they don't control the results. So helping them out is going to be really important. The other thing that is something everybody can do is introduce them because that's really important. When you're looking for a job, it's really important to continue to meet more people. It's expanding our network. You have more people who know about your situation of unemployment and therefore Maybe you're going to have somebody say, I heard about a job here. It's going to help you in some way. So we know people. So introduce your friend who's unemployed to someone that you know that they have an opportunity to meet somebody else who might introduce them somewhere else. And there's an easy way to do it. And there's a, there's a really good way to do it. Most people might say something like, well, just send an email over there and use my name. That rarely works. But if you pick up the phone, call your friend and say, hey, 
I know someone who's out of work looking for a job. Would you spend 30 minutes with them? And when they say yes, then connect them. That's a great way to help somebody go through a door at a time when they really need to help. I'd imagine I mean, there's a couple of things I can imagine overwhelm in that suddenly I'm unemployed and I need to go to LinkedIn. I may or may not even have a profile. I'm going to essentially stay busy with things that you may not be hopeful about, right? You might put in a thousand resumes. I can imagine overwhelm, but confidence, it's got to be a huge hit to your confidence in that moment. We all know what that's like to sort of lose faith in the process or think we could add value somewhere. Talk about the loss of confidence that you felt um, in those two unemployment seasons and and what are some things that we should be aware of regarding um, how it affects somebody when they lose their confidence? You know, my experiences with uh, the self-confidence dropped the longer I was out of work. Um, I think in the beginning, most of us think, ah, every, it's going to happen. Um, it's just going to be a short period of time. And all your friends are encouraging you saying, hey, you're going to have a great opportunity. It's just around the corner. And the longer that takes, the longer you're away from using those skills, that's when you begin to think to yourself, gee, what's wrong with me? Why haven't I found that opportunity? Even though it might just be the opportunity that's the right one for you, isn't available yet, or God's preparing you and doing some work within you in that time period. The other place where self-confidence really gets hit is when you're unemployed, all of a sudden you have to do everything on your own. Picture someone who hasn't been looking for a job now in 15 to 20 years. LinkedIn, Facebook, automated um, applicant tracking systems, those really didn't exist when they last did. And trying to fill those out and trying to feel competent if that's not a skill set that you have because that's not the type of work that you did can be really frustrating for people that are going through that. And so they might need some extra help. So if somebody's really gifted with social media, LinkedIn, things like that, if you know somebody's out of work, see how they're doing it and see if you can help because they don't want to feel incompetent, but you can help them. The other thing that we can often do is help somebody use their gifts. One time I was, while I was unemployed, a friend of mine reached out and said, Dale, you've been in leadership for many years. You're good at presentations. I've got a presentation I have to give, and I've got a shell of it. I need some help. Can you take a look at that? I felt like a million dollars when I was done because I had a chance to use my gifts and skills to help. Yeah. And so helping somebody feel useful is going to be really important for their self-confidence. Mm, that's really good. I love the practical stuff here. So when did you get to that spot where you said, no one's talking about this in helpful ways, at least, administering to folks who are unemployed. I need to write a devotional. How'd that happen? It actually began the first time I was unemployed because I was beginning to have the struggles, so I went to look for my book. It didn't exist. And I actually did some draft devotions, and then I actually went into consulting, and consulting led to, after five years, a client hiring me away and another 10 years there. And then when I lost my job the second time, I looked, and there still wasn't anything like my book, and I said, I need to really do that. And so that's when we wrote the book. And I wanted to help not only the person who was going through unemployment, Alan, 
but I wanted to help people that were friends or cared about somebody who's unemployed to give them a glimpse of what they're going through. Um, and that's why the subtitle of the book, the book title is How Long, O Lord, How Long? And the subtitle is Devotions for the Unemployed and Those Who Love Them. And I wanted that subtitle because if you're a pastor and you've never been unemployed, here's a way to understand what somebody's going through. If your spouse just became unemployed and you don't know what to do, here's an opportunity for you to learn. If it's your son-in-law, I mean, so I wanted to give people a glimpse of what it was like. In fact, I actually got one email from a woman who had been given the book. Her husband was out of work and she sent me the nicest email but the message really was, Dale, thank you for writing the book. I now realize more about what my spouse is going through, and I've not been very helpful because I've been trying and expecting my husband to look for a job the way what I would look for a job, not how he would look for a job. So we weren't on the same page, and you've helped us get on the same page. Mm. Well, I, I love how so many of your own stories and emotions make their way into caring for other people. And this is a very specific pain point in a huge group of people right now. I mean, on a regular year, I had no idea how many people were unemployed between jobs, searching, you know, feeling all the, the things that you've talked about so far. Uh, last question here. I'm, I'm curious for you, is there one person who was unemployed who reached out and gave you a compliment about how your book moved them that you'll never forget? I had someone who sent me a note and what she said was, you helped reframe my thinking. You helped turn how I was looking at life and you reconnected me with Jesus. And man, that meant everything. Um, there's one thing I can give people all sorts of practical tips and there's lots of people that can do that. But for me, the most important thing is that they walk with Jesus Christ as they go through this process. And some people have a relationship with Jesus. Some have no relation and some had it, but they're pretty distant. I want them all to know Jesus as they walk through this. And when I got that email back, that, that just meant everything. Mm, that's incredible. Well, Dale, thanks for what you do. Where can folks find this book? The best place is on my website, which is dalecrankcamp.com, and that's spelled D-A-L-E-K-R-E-I-E-N-K-A-M-P.com, or they can go to Amazon, and the book's available on Amazon. And the book awesome. is, again, How Long, O Lord, How Long? Awesome. Well, thanks so much for this practical resource. I just want to bring a, a challenge to anyone listening that that person just came into your mind. And maybe you even have some shame and guilt and you're thinking, I haven't cared for them very well in the process. Uh, that's okay. I don't think I have either after having this conversation with Dale. And so first start by praying. How can I approach this person? How can I take a next step to not only comfort, but maybe to be practical help for them as well? Because they're probably not reaching out and asking for that. And secondly, to say, 
how can I kind of keep my eyes open for those people so that the next time it does happen, that we're ready to be able to care for these folks, minister to these folks in this lonely feeling on the other side of this. We all know that feeling, although we may not know exactly what it is like to be in this moment. So I just want to challenge you guys to encourage you guys. This is a moment where we can offer practical care, encouragement, and of course, prayer for those who are hurting in this time. Thanks for joining us for another episode of the Right Side Up Leadership Podcast. We'll catch you next time.